Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Eli James here. This is Voice of Christian Israel. Uh, this is December 23rd, 2018. I'm going to have to do a solo show. You may recall last Sunday, Pastor Martins and I uh, waded through a, a very difficult sound quality situation where his sound was very squelchy. And uh, it was uh, difficult to understand him, but we were able to get through the show. And uh, my attempts to talk with him this morning, uh, the squelch was even worse. So uh, he's going to have to have that fixed before we can uh, have him on uh, on Skype, at least, in the near future. So hopefully you know, he can get that problem fixed this week. So welcome, uh, listeners, to Eurofolk Radio. Uh, last week we talked about the fact that the... Uh, what do you call them, the, the Chinese. The Chinese were taking over Africa <laughs> and much of South Africa in connivance with the ANC government and how those people are, that is the, the Chinese, are uh, executing their will uh, by establishing Chinese-only uh, areas in all of Africa, including South Africa, where blacks are not allowed, you know, and, and this is done in connivance and totally, uh, totally hypocritical connivance with the ANC, which purportedly is opposed to discrimination. <laughs> okay, but when you got big money, big money talks, and uh, and then politicians look the other way. That's how it works, folks. So uh, I was going to, in any case. Read from a document here at rents.com. And it's a question. It's it's dated 2002. It's a, so it's a rather old article, uh, as uh, articles on um, Senior Van Rensburg go. His uh, the last few years, his name has been in the news because of prediction, especially his prediction that Germany would one day. Uh, really itself with South Africa, and of course those who are familiar, and if you're listening to this series, A Voice of Christian Israel, you will recall that Germany was an ally of the Boer people against the British Empire during both the you know, First and Second Anglo-Boer Wars. So, uh, and anyway, he, pro- he prophesied that Germany would again be an ally of, of the uh, Boer people. Well, I mean, and that seemed really incredible when I first heard about this, but uh, 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 we had on Andy uh, Carrington Hitchcock's show Friday, uh, Ms. Smith, uh, Karen Smith, stated that the German government just recently uh, issued an objection to the confiscation of white farms by the ANC government which is, uh, to which I said, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Okay, so uh, is Germany actually now allying itself again with the Boer people? And uh, this would be you know, a major development politically. And we know the turmoil that Europe is in now with nationalist movements now taking front and center stage in the, against the globalists, against the EU, against the UN, this is actually very good news that the right wing is making a resurgence in virtually every European country now. And I believe is Denmark or Sweden, I forget which country, has actually put a moratorium on Muslim 
immigration into that country. So, and uh, of course, uh, Donald Trump is trying to build a wall. So this uh, globalist ideal, by globalist we mean Jewish, this globalist ideal that the world must be multiculturalized, at least the white nations must be multiculturalized, so that we cannot preserve our race. The white people of Europe, America, and other white countries, the, uh, that we're starting to fight back. The wrath of the awakened Saxon. Unfortunately, most of these people still do not understand that the Jews are their worst enemy. But even the Jews are beginning to get uncomfortable and uh, because they cannot live in a white-dominated society. They have admitted as much in their many writings and public statements that they need to have a multicultural society and they only flourish in multicultural societies, right? That's because they can hide better in multicultural societies. But as we here at Eurofolk Radio and other Christian identity and white nationalist and patriotic sites are aware there is an elephant in the middle of the room and that that elephant is called Zionism and Zion and its associated sister uh, communism. Zionism and communism are uh, part and parcel of Talmudic Judaism and the world turns a blind eye to this primarily because the Rothschilds and other Jews own the mass media and uh, they have too much influence in the Judeo-Christian pulpit and they, they own all of the television networks including the televangelist stations so if you want to be famous, if you want to get on TV, uh, you have to pay homage to the Jews. You have to genuflect before the de- devil and kiss the devil's arse. That's the only way. That's, I'm sorry to say, that's the way it is. And those of us in identity know this for a fact, and we do not shrink from telling the truth as it is. So uh, I put in in the chat room... Uh, hello to Clan Fedrin, Urban Goy, etc. In the chat room, uh, rents.com, General 25 Whites. Okay, that's the uh, link. So it's, this is an article from Rents. It's an old article, but it's worth repeating here today, 16 years later. Uh, Lichtenberg, South Africa. As Sir, by Anthony C. Lobido from World Net Daily. I believe World Net Daily is still in existence. It's a world news organization that does expose the shenanigans of the Jew world order. Dateline, Lichtenberg, South Africa. As seers and prophets go, Nicholas Van Rensburg, a white South African who lived a century ago, has what is considered a fairly accurate track record and residents of this embattled nation, which is, of course, South Africa, now are, are, are looking to his predictions as the key to their future. Now, it's only whites who are embattled in South Africa because the government favors non-whites, all non-whites, including Japanese, I mean, not Japanese, Chinese, Indians, right? The East Indians, not American Indians, and uh, various other ethnicities except the white ethnicity. The white ethnicity is systematically being discriminated against and genocided in South Africa with nary a word being published by the Jew global press. Quote, 
the prophet spoken of in hushed tones by the ANC. Of course, that stands for the African National Co- Communists, the ruling government of South Africa today. But with admiration by white South Africans is none other than Seer Van Rensburg, says South African scholar and historian Adrian Snyman, likely the man who best understands Van Rensburg's work and its implications for South Africa. Snyman's story and his dedicated quest to understand Van Rensburg's work is a long and captivating account. He was born in Lichtenburg, situated in the old West Transvaal, South Africa. And as you will recall, the Boer people had two exclusively Boer republics, the Transvaal and the Orange Free State, which the world recognized as being self-ruling governments. However, the British Empire, in connivance with the Rothschilds, simply occupied those two uh, nations, uh, kicked the Boer people out of uh, leadership, and they have been under occupation ever since. Of course, this was uh, you know, pure, unadulterated imperialism by the British over the Boer people. And then they began to uh, export Britishers down into that area to increase the British population, who would ultimately therefore outvote the Boer people. And the Boer people now are uh, still in a a state of total oppression under the Cape Dutch Afrikaners, who are not Boer people, many of whom are actually having uh, Edomite blood flowing through their veins, always in cooperation with the Freemasons, the British Empire, the Rothschilds, etc. So the Boer people are still being oppressed by the British even today, by the Jews and the Brits. And uh, now with the understanding that Pastor Martins has given us about who, in reality, the Cape Dutch Afrikaners really are, they were never the allies of the Boer people, even though they appear to be white, Pastor Martins insists that they are they have too much Edomite blood flowing through their veins to be considered white and have all always, as we have documented on these shows, been conniving against the Boers or openly against the Boers throughout the history of the two peoples. So Cedar Van Rensburg was a Boer. He was a prophet to the Boer people, not to the Afrikaners. Okay, the Afrikaners are actually in league, have been in league with the British, with the Rothschilds, with the communists, with the ANC throughout history. Any pretensions to the contrary are nothing but, uh, you know, uh, deception to fool everybody. Okay, so uh, we got to clear the air of who's who and who's Jew. Snyman's story and his dedicated quest to understand Van Rensburg's work is a long and captivating account. He also was born in Lichtenburg, situated, oh, well, I think I read this, sorry, uh, Lichtenburg, Old West Transvaal, South Africa, close to Ottosdal, where Seer Nicholas Van Rensburg resided on his farm. On completion of his schooling, he went to work for the Department of Education in Pretoria and obtained a Bachelor of Arts degree. Shortly thereafter, he became a journalist and worked for two Afrikaans newspapers, the Hofstadt in Pretoria and the Burger in Cape Town. In an exclusive interview with WorldNet Daily, Snyman related how his interest in Van Rensburg began. 
Sir Nicholas Van Rensburg and his wife, Annie. Quote, years ago, about five o'clock one autumn morning, I was sitting in my cane chair, these are the words of uh, Snyman, reading 1 Samuel chapter 9. Saul and his servant were looking for his father's asses that had been lost. They found nothing. And when Saul wanted to go back, his servant advised him that they should consult a man of God. Snyman described this verse as God saying the following to Saul, quote, Behold, now there is in this city a man of God, and he is an honorable man. All that he saith cometh surely to pass. Now let us go thither. Peradventure he can show us our way that we should go, to find, of course, to find the lost asses. Something happened to me at that moment. A shudder went through me. A light flashed through my head, and as I stood up, I spoke aloud to myself, Have we not had our man of God and seer? Vague memories came to mind, and for a fleeting moment I saw myself in the countryside at Lichtenburg, where my father was busy telling my brother, sister, and me about Seer Van Rensburg, who always went to a hill behind his house during the day to read his Bible and pray. And there God spoke to him, I heard my father say. Snyman said this was what I could remember. Okay, so he had this uh, vision, a flash of light, <laughs> lightning went through his mind, through his brain. And uh, it uh, it sort of sh uh, shocked him. Snyman said I, it was then that he started searching, but just like Saul's asses, Seer Van Rensburg was lost to me. Then one morning at a place called Elifsdal, Pretoria, he appeared before me in the form of old Mr. Paul Prinsloo. Okay, I believe that uh, Snyman is saying that Sir Van Rensburg appeared to him in a vision in the form of another person, Mr. Paul Prinsloo, an 82-year-old disciple and a person who knew all about Sir Van Rensburg, a man who, even at that age, had bright and clear eyes. And for the first time since my childhood, I heard the following words. Sir Van Rensburg said, And from that time on, I met various other people who knew about the Boer prophet, and that is correct. He's correctly identifying him as a Boer prophet and what he had said. Then information began coming to me like a flood. Today, I know without doubt we had our own seer. Okay, well and good. Well and good. Uh, I actually took some time out uh, to read his. Adrian Snyman actually wrote, wrote a book about uh, the prophecies by uh, Van Rensburg. However, he presents his own interpretations throughout, and uh, I'm not sure if he's always right. Uh, I think I'd prefer to read something that just gives his prophecies, and uh, we can, uh, you know, get our own interpretation, because a lot of things have changed that, uh, you know, in the last hundred years that uh, would give a different flavor. But let's, uh, let's continue. Who was the seer, and what makes his prophecies unique? During the last quarter of the 19th century and the first quarter of the 20th century, no one was more renowned in the Western Transvaal than Nicholas Van Rensburg, the seer, Snyman told WorldNet Daily. He was a legend during his lifetime, and not only did famous generals of the Boer War, like Delaray and Kemp, believe that he was a prophet, but statesmen like General Herzog, Louis Botha, and J.C. Smuts, on more than one occasion, witnessed, even in Parliament, that Nicholas Van Rensburg's prophecy came true during their lifetime. Now, last week, Pastor Martins told us 
that those generals who listened to Van Rensburg's advice regarding enemy movements and how to avoid them, those, those generals who listened to him uh, were spared. Their, their companies were spared. But those generals who didn't listen to them wound up losing battles to the enemy. So the, obviously those generals who listened to Van Rensburg would have great regard for him. Okay, Snyman told WND that there is enough evidence to prove that Nicholas Van Rensburg was no charlatan. Quote, the only book he read was the Bible, and he believed that his visions came directly from God, and never did he practice occultism. He was a devoted Christian and never used his gift of prophecy for personal gain, nor did he attempt to impress anyone. He believed that you must live your life in honor of God, and many Bible verses are found in his prophecies. To this day, it has not yet been proven that any of his prophecies were false, said Snyman. Okay. Now, I've been trying to get my hold on uh, of the actual prophecies, and since most of this work was done in Afrikaans, I'm not even sure that there is a really decent translation into English of his prophecies. And uh, Snyman has written a book about this, but he, he does his own interpretations of the prophecies, which uh, you know, it would be nice to compare uh, other people's uh, opinions on that. But let's continue. Seer Nicholas van Rensburg, also known as the Boer Prophet, died in 1926, but even today he is still considered to be one of the most remarkable personages in our history. From 1871, when he was only seven years old, until his death in 1926, he had over 700 visions about his people in South Africa, other nations, as well as world affairs. Although many of his visions were passed on by word of mouth, during the last decade of his life, he asked his daughter, Anna, to write down his daily vision. So we have a 10 years worth of dictation, kind of like what uh, was done with uh, who was uh, America's prophet uh, who uh, went into trance and uh, did all kinds of prophesying uh, to, while people were writing down his words. I forget his name now, but he was not a Christian. <laughs> uh, uh, Van Rensburg is obviously a Christian and uh, doing the best, his best to obey Yahweh's laws. Okay, the sleeping prophet, as he was known here in America. Uh, and his, uh, a lot of books been written about him. Maybe somebody in the chat room uh, can remind me of that guy's name. So in any case, uh, oh, uh, I don't want to go to the next section just yet. According to Snyman, some of the most accurate prophecies Van Rensburg made between 1899 at the start of the Anglo-Boer War and his death in 1926 include the outcome of the Boer War victory for the British Empire. Okay, and that came true. It was a two-part war. The Boer people fought the British in two wars. and The first time the Boer Boers actually won. But uh, the British decided to make war against the Boer people yet again. And uh, this time uh, by wearing the Boer people out, and not in, not in militarily, but by rounding up the Boer women and children and uh, creating death camps for the Boer women and children and burning their farms and their homes and the villages, 
this is really what defeated the Boer people. They, as uh, someone else had put it, uh, they they simply burned down, t took possession of their entire country by burning down <laughs> everything, and then uh, then they handed it over to the Cape Dutch Afrikaners, which uh, which was news to me, and thanks to David Martins for informing us of that, because it turns out the Afrikaners were allies of the British in these two wars, not allies of the Boers. So most of the history books get this wrong. The Boer people were, uh, were not being assisted by the Afrikaners at all. Quite the contrary. The Boers were being betrayed by the Afrikaners. So, and then uh, the great flu epidemic of 1918. By the way, that flu epidemic was caused by inoculations. It was caused by inoculations. It didn't spread naturally. England's later loss of all her colonies, which has already happened. Independence for Ireland. Edgar Casey, thank you, Pastor Steve, the sleeping prophet Edgar Casey, and a lot of his stuff came true. Uh, for example, uh, he prophesied uh, about uh, miraculous drugs being discovered for various ailments, and he he actually gave a woman a prescription of such a drug, and she went out to buy uh, to the local drugstore to buy some, and and she was told there is no such. <laughs> There is no such chemical. Well, a few years later, it was invented, and then it was available. It is a kind of accuracy that Edgar Cayce had. Okay, so uh, maybe maybe Yahweh did provide Edgar Cayce for us. Hard to say, but he was not. He, he never claimed to be a Christian, as far as I know. Although he may have been. So let's continue. Uh, England's later loss of all her colonies, independence for Ireland. Wow. Wow, this is uh, pretty impressive. And atomic disaster at Chernobyl on April 26, 1986. Now, how did he name Chernobyl? This is why I'd like to read an actual translation of his prophecies to see if he named the place or not. Okay, this may just be Adrian Snyman's interpretation. Van Rensburg also predicted the divorce and tragic death of a beautiful English lady in a car accident who would be mourned by the whole world, which I believe could be none other than the late Princess of Wales, Diana, Snyman told WND, and that certainly fits. The next heading is Adrian Snyman, so we're going to find a few things out about Snyman. If he's still alive, it would be nice to have him on the show here. Let's continue. Other prophecies, according to Snyman's research, that proved accurate include Van Rensburg's assertion that the founder of the Grand Apartheid, Dr. H. F. Verwerd, would die at the hand of a close friend. Yes, and Pastor Martins has told us that uh, Verwerd was betrayed by his own people. Quote, Grand Apartheid, unquote, proposed billions of rands for financing equal socio-industrial infrastructure in black homelands. That would be money thrown down the drain, as we have found. Everything that the white government of South Africa, Rhodesia, and other countries, in an attempt to help blacks, has been proven to be an absolute failure. Once you turn these structures over to blacks, they simply fall apart. Because blacks are not capable of running 
running a sophisticated industrial society. They simply are not capable. All they do is tear out the copper pipes and the aluminum and whatever is scrap-worthy, and they take it to the scrapyard, and that's the extent of their industrial capacity. They can't farm either, as Rhodesia found out. Blacks were beginning to starve after they forced all the white farmers out. Actually, in that case, I just recently found out, very interesting, that the German government actually protested uh, against the Zimbabwe government for because they were taking farms from white people there as well, one of whom happened to be a German national. And the German government said, hey, wait a minute now, you're, you're, you're treating one of our German nationals with contempt, although I don't know what uh, the German government did. Uh, uh, if they acted that way against Zimbabwe, hopefully they'll act uh, the same way against South Africa. And uh, 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 Andy's guest, last, uh, Ms. Smith, Karen Smith stated that the Germans actually protested the decision by the ANC to take white people's farms without compensation. So uh, maybe Van Rensburg's prophecy that Germany will uh, return and help South Africa once yet again will come true. I would certainly, man, I would love to see that. Okay, continuing with the article. For word was assassinated, say many Afrikaners, because his plan would have given the blacks a chance for equal development and thus would have made South Africa not only rich, but socially and culturally stable. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, Pastor Martins stated that uh, he, for word, was himself was a traitor working with the globalists. Not that this, that there wasn't any concern that blacks would become the equals of whites. The, the concern is, uh, as always, that blacks would rule over whites and uh, start oppressing whites. That's the concern that whites in South Africa have always had, as was proven by the experience in Zimbabwe. Van Rensburg also prophesied the release of Nelson Mandela by an ex-president F.W. de Klerk and that South Africa would be governed by a black government. Now, just for those of you who have not heard any of my shows with Pastor Martins, here's the deal. All of these various presidents of the South African governments have not been up, up front with the Boer people or even with the Afrikaners. The, you know, the entire apartheid regime, which I, I think would last from 1908 until 1994, was simply... A, a slow motion transition of giving power to blacks. And all of these various presidents, such as Dick Clerk and for Word, were in on the scam. In the meantime, international developers and Jews, who are international developers, would make money off of the resources of South Africa, such as diamonds, gold, uranium, etc., etc., etc. So the, the, the point is to, dis, to disenfranchise the Boer people continuously while at the same time destroying their self-awareness, their ethnic awareness of being Boers and merging uh, the concept of 
Afrikaner with Bohr as if they were the same. And even Pastor Martin said he didn't realize that there's an ethnic difference until a few years ago when I went down to visit him in 2014. And he had a visitation by an angel who told him, hey, Pastor Martins, here's, here's the way it really is, okay? It's the Boer people who are being oppressed, not the Afrikaners. And Afrikaners are pretending to be Boers and have confiscated your history and now are pretending to be you. And when he told me that, I said, see, this sounds like what the Jews do to Israel, okay? The Jews pretending to be Israel. Let's continue. Van Rensburg also prophesied the release of Nelson Mandela and that South Africa would be governed by a black government. Has that come true or not? Okay, the proof is in the pudding, folks. These statements have come true. Okay, so... Uh, in addition, Van Rensburg predicted civil war in Bosnia. His prediction, and that was uh, under the regime of Bill Clinton. You know, anybody who suggests that the Democrats are, you know, peace lovers and Republicans are warmongers, you better look through history. The vast majority of the time our country has gone to war under the leadership of a Democratic president. Wilson, FDR, Truman, just to name a few. Clinton is just another of their number. His predictions, Steinman said, after examining Van Rensburg's manuscripts housed in a museum in Lichtenberg, include prophecies that Japan would be destroyed by earthquakes, okay, or at least would be hit by earthquakes. Japan has been hit by lots of earthquakes whether the entire island of Japan would go underwater, that certainly that hasn't, been, that hasn't happened yet. So we'll be destroyed by earthquakes. That, that sounds pretty conclusive, but it may not be. It sounds like uh, Snyman's interpretation. Uh, also, that racial violence will explode worldwide at the turn of the century. Well, it took a little while, but we're, 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 you can consider this the turn of the century, the second decade of the new century. Okay, and it's been, it's been getting uh, hotter and hotter. Then uh, we know the revolution, Paris is burning because they've invited all these Muslims in to burn Paris. And then the white people and farmers and working class people of France and other European countries have to endure higher taxes and higher gasoline prices so that they can, you know, uh, house terrorists from other countries, rapists and murderers and flakes and people on the dole who never contribute anything to any one of these countries. But now the whites of Europe are supposed to support them, to support the rapists and murderers and bludgeoners. Uh, I think Europe is waking up. It's about time. Of course, those of us who are familiar with identity, we've been prophesying these things as well, okay? And we've been giving the warning that racial integration means destruction for the white race. We've been warning this, going back to the days of Henry Ford, Bertrand Kemp Ray, 
Dr. Wesley Swift and many, many others have been warning that racial integration is really a war against the white race. It's not an attempt to make uh, other races equal, because that, that's an impossibility. It's an attempt to destroy the white race. This is a racial war. It's a racial war. The white race is the target, the victim of oppression. And white people are beginning to finally figure this out. Now, if they would tune into Eurofolk Radio more often, they would realize who the real oppressor is. It's not these faceless organizations like the European Union, the United Nations, NATO, blah, blah, blah. It's Jews. Because Jews own and operate all of these organizations, including the mass media, which doesn't report the truth about all of this violence. They suppress the fact that it's Muslims doing all of this violence in Europe. Utterly suppress that. And they teach American college students, Oh, you're Islamophobic if you tell the truth about Islam. This is how stupid the reporting and uh, and attitudes on the left are, and even uh, on the, the facile or the you know flaky right, there are a lot of flakes on the right as well, that racial awareness is the number one issue of the day. And those of us in Christian identity have been giving this warning most consistently of all groups in the world. In fact, the rest of Christianity is on board with the Jewish program to destroy the white race. They're actually welcoming it. Self-destructive altruism. White people fall for this, you know, a tear in the eye. <laughs> a tear in the eye. Okay, and a stab in the back. So you 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 watch the television, there's all these crying black babies, Asian babies. What about white babies? There's white babies starving all over the world, too. Nothing about that in a television. And then they move into your country and stab you in the back. It's war. But the first, the first tactic of war is deception. And so all these bleeding-heart liberals and Judeo-Christians, who are also nothing but bleeding-heart liberals, fall for these tricks, and they become the first victims. Well, what are we going to say? You know, we've been giving you the warning. If you invite the Somalian to live in your home, and he hits you over the head with a brick, rapes your daughter, terrorizes your wife and son, and then steals everything you got before leaving. We warned you. We, what else can we say? We warned you. Those who do not heed the warnings and ignore the, the experience of others, and what we've been saying here, the experience of South Africa is a warning to America and Europe, that the same thing is going to happen to us as has happened to white South Africa. That they will tear your country apart, stage terrorist acts, and blame the white people for it. As long as we believe Jew lies, we will fall for these tricks. Jewish lightning. 
and Jewish crisis actors. Yes, these crisis actors are hired by Jews. Jews own several crisis acting companies that they specialize in crisis acting. They actually put ads for crisis actors. Please come and pretend to be a victim of a Florida school shooting, let's say. Okay? Or of a Florida nightclub shooting. And then you blame it, because that was a gay bar, you blame it on a right-wing agitator. <laughs> okay? This is, this is the state of so-called news in the world today, folks. That's how ridiculous it all is. But there seems to be something about white people. If they, they see a picture, and we're a vi- very visually oriented people, and they believe the headline, a doctored headline, and a doctored photograph, such as uh, a photograph of Germans, be- dead bodies in uh, German cities, being bulldozed into mass pits. And then, the, and then the caption says, Jews being buried at Auschwitz. Hmm. Hmm. Boy, we are so gullible. We are so gullible. That's why we're here, folks. We're here. EFR is the antidote to white gullibility. Pass, pass the gullibility tray. Give your money to Israel. Give your money to Israel. And and then God will reward you. Yeah, really? How much money have we given to Israel? We have yet to be blessed by blessing the Jews. Why? Because they're not Israel. You're blessing the wrong people. Dear white man and woman, you're blessing the wrong people people get out of these judeo churches and get right with yahweh who expects you to obey his laws and stop supporting the enemy revelation 2 9 and 3 9 condemns those who say they are jews and are not but do lie or in that in that sense it means judahites those who say they are Judahites and are not, but do lie. It's being told there's an impersonation going on. But the Judeo churches, having next to zero understanding, and certainly no historical understanding of the Bible, just proceed to tell their lies, their false interpretations. Now, it's funny that within Christian identity, we have a lot of you know independent-minded persons. And virtually every Christian Israelite has a particular, you know, and we agree on the basics of Christian identity that we whites, especially of the Caucasian, Caucasian group, are the true Israelites of the Bible and that the Jews are imposters, etc., 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 you know, but there's always disputations arise about particular verses of Scripture. But the, the fact that we have disputations about these things, number one, it's a challenge for us to love one another. Number two, it proves that we're not a cult. There's absolute proof that we're not a cult. Because a cult 
all believe the same garbage. <laughs> they all believe the same garbage. And if you don't believe the same garbage, you're kicked out of the cult. This also proves that Judeo churches are cults because they do the same thing. They do not tolerate questioning of the dogma. On the other hand, we here at Eurofolk Radio, we encourage. You know, if, if we make a mistake in interpretation or if we mistranslated a verse, please let us know. We want to be, well, what's the word? Biblically correct? Also, semantically correct. If there is a poor translation that we have failed to see, failed to notice, please inform us. We'd love, to, we'd love this kind of feedback. In fact, we thrive on this kind of feedback. So we don't pretend to be right about everything, but the basics of Christian identity we teach, and then the rest is, you know, examination. You know, we, we all, we're here to live and learn. And uh, the, the, the gospel tells us we must love one another, whether we have, you know, agree with each other 100% or not. And in fact, we have the non-seed liners, and I get along with non-seed liners fine. You know, uh, my attitude is simply one day they will see the truth of what we're saying. <laughs> However, uh, you know, so uh, I don't castigate one seed liners for, for what they teach, but multiculturalism is something else. Multiculturalism is totally forbidden by the Bible. Therefore, Judeo-Christianity, we can make no common cause with these people. These are enemies of the gospel and enemies of of the white race. That's, that's all there is to it. Okay. So let's get back here to this document. Again, this is rents.com slash general 25 slash whites.htmm, the story of Senior Van Rensburg as told by Adrian Snyman. So World War Three. Okay. He predicted that Japan would be destroyed by earthquakes, that racial violence will explode worldwide at the turn of the century. We're seeing that right now. And this would begin World War III. This is what we've been saying on Eurofolk Radio. Swift and Compare predicted that racial violence will break out globally. They weren't shy about saying so. How is it that only we in identity could foresee this? even without being given visions by Yahweh. Because the Bible is for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. And only those of us in Christian identity have this vision and this accurate hearing. We can, we can see through their lies because we know who they are and we know how they behave. You look at a dog, you see how a dog behaves. You look at a snake, you see how a snake behaves, okay? You look at a Jew, and if you know anything about the history of the Jews, you can anticipate what they will do. It's not rocket science. It's actually very simple. Snakes behave like snakes. Dogs behave like dogs. Jews behave like Jews. It's really very simple. Quote, It is a chilling experience to read about Van Rensburg's predictions in 1920 of this coming third and final war at the beginning of the 21st century. 
Now you can say that it has already started because as I said the, the very first tactic of any war is deception. What was the deception? The European Union taking away the sovereignty of the various European nation states and blending them into a globalist dictatorship. with all kinds of promises of, oh, the economy will be so much better when we import Muslims from Africa and Somalians and Asians and what have you, none of whom share any of our values, most of them being criminals being ejected from those countries, not refugees, and the gullible people, the gullible white people of Europe, Believe this line of rubbish, expecting a multicultural paradise. And what have we got? Rape, murder, mayhem, and a, a collapsing economy. Paris is burning, folks. It's burning, and it's going to continue to burn until the invaders and the Jews who invited them in are expelled from Europe. That's the only way. And then he says, oh, this is kind of, wow, this is good. When, in the 21st century, when the armies of the world will use what he called terrible electrical rays that sow death and destruction from above and below and soak the earth in blood. Directed energy weapons, anybody? They're destroying California. These are not forest fires, folks. These are directed energy rays that melt aluminum hubcaps and aluminum wheels and burst the glass of the cars while the trees next to the car, next to the building, aren't even burnt, not even singed. What's up with that? Sounds to me like a terrible electric ray <laughs> that sows death and destruction from above and below. Harp, anyone? Continuing. The old prophet described the events on the battlefields of the world in such detail as though he himself had been an eyewitness. So well, kind of like John in the Apocalypse. He saw things that he couldn't believe could be real, but he was instructed to report what he saw. Okay, He saw crazy new inventions, uh, crazy weapons of destruction, like gigantic cannon and, and flying, flying uh, weapons. He saw those kinds of things. In the apocalypse, you know, no, no one in uh, 90 AD would have imagined any such thing. So Van Rensburg was right on the money about these electrical ray weapons. In fact, uh, I just heard about a, a new weapon, and, and this is uh, microwaves. They can cook you from the inside. They direct the weapon at you. I don't even know if they have to triangulate. I think you just aim the weapon at you and you get cooked from the inside. Nicholas Peter Johannes Jans van Rensburg, Rensburg was born on August 3, 1864, near the town called Wolmarnstadt, South Africa, 
on the family farm Ritkul, where he spent his childhood. Like most children of his day, he grew up in difficult and turbulent times. At the age of seven, he started his schooling that lasted a mere 20 days. Today, you have to go to school for 20 years, and you come out stupider than when you went in. His father needed his help on the farm. From that time, he never had any formal education again. From a tender age, he was perceived to be different, timid and reserved, and never taking part in the mischievous pranks of other boys his age. Nor did he have any real interest in farming. <laughs> he mostly enjoyed listening to his mother reading to him from the Bible. By means of the Bible, his mother was able to teach him, with difficulty, to read the book by spelling and deciphering the words one at a time. From that time until his death, the Bible was the only book he ever read, and he had no interest whatsoever in reading anything else, for he believed other books or newspapers were worldly things and did not spiritually enhance a person. Well, he was right about that, too. By only reading the Bible over a period of 55 years, he forecast what would happen worldwide in the future. So, he dedicated himself to Yahweh, whether he knew God by that name or not. His mother, Anna Katharina von Rendsburg, was a quiet, sensitive, soft-spoken woman who suffered from poor health. Nicholas did not only take after his mother in character, but he also inherited her frailty. This was the main reason why there was such a strong bond between them until her death. Just like his mother, he disliked violence to such an extent that he could not even stand seeing an animal being slaughtered. It is an enigma, therefore, that he joined the Boer forces during both wars and stayed on till the end, even though he foresaw the disastrous outcome. He is also the only soldier in Boer history who never shot at or killed any of his enemies. He, he never carried a gun. Well, that's kind of like the Levites of the Old Testament. The Levites were not required to be soldiers, but they were required to be, well, what should be called, uh, you know, uh, preachers and, uh, and to enjoin the troops to, uh, you know, follow Yahweh and that Yahweh would protect them. Moses and Aaron were doing that. When he was still a toddler, his mother noticed that her son could see things, but when he was then still too young to grasp and understand what was happening to him. His mother believed that if this gift was from God, her son would understand at a later stage. Even though she had always wondered how great this gift was that her son had received, and asked him many times what he was seeing that made him so unhappy, he only stood staring at her with his deep penetrating blue eyes and would never utter a word. The look in his eyes was such that she wanted to take him to her and hug him. Well, we get the same kind of response from Daniel, from Ezekiel, Isaiah, and many of the other prophets. Jeremiah, who re reported with dread the things that they saw. Because they didn't want to believe that these things could be happening to their people Israel. But when you understand that when we are in unbelief and when we do not obey Yahweh's laws, that he chastises us. And the only way to avoid this chastisement is to keep Torah. That's the only way. That is the only way. 
The modern churches do not teach Torah. They teach allegiance to their various preachers, most of whom are the most fallible of men, and now women, very, very fallible, do not obey Torah, and uh, this is the consequence. Nothing good can come of this situation where white Israelites follow the Jew and the Judeo preacher. Nothing good will come of it. Yet, in their blindness, they continue following <laughs> these blind guides. Blind guides. And what did Yahshua tell us about following blind guides? We all fall into the ditch. And that's what the modern world is. It's a ditch of catastrophe, debauchery, degeneracy, and selfishness, money-grubbing. Pastor Steve and I showed how Jewish money destroyed the house of Judah just before the days of Yahshua Messiah. It's so easy to get white people to take money and have them commit crimes for the enemy. Uh, it just blows my mind that our people are so, first of all, so gullible, but number two, so easy to corrupt. And that's the real problem. Our people are easily corrupted and will be prostitutes for, for filthy lucre by which they become filthy themselves. So there's only, one, there's only one antidote for this problem. We have to take a stand, put our foot down, expose the traitors, expose the Jews, expose all the wrongdoers, and expose the lies and stand fast with Torah. That's the only thing we can do. And pray for one another. And use prayer against the enemies. But the vast majority of Judeo-Christians are so, uh, so, so full of self-destructive altruism, they actually believe that you should not criticize the enemy. They actually believe this. You know, uh, okay, so let's say there's a black guy on an L platform stabbing a white woman to death. Are you really telling me that you're not supposed to criticize that guy because that would offend him? Is that what you're telling me, Judeo-Christian? Can you be that stupid? Unfortunately... There are white Christians who are really this stupid. They have no practical sense whatsoever. Their eyes are blinded by propaganda and deluded by lies. And the fact is that they really don't want to obey Yahweh's laws anyway. Because they would have to do something responsible. <laughs> after leaving church. They don't want to do something responsible after leaving church. They want to play golf 
or go to a football game or a baseball game. Have a business luncheon with out-of-town businessmen uh, during a Chicago Bulls game. That's what they want to do. Okay? So this is where our heads are at, our minds are at. They're not, they're not with Yahweh. Our minds as Israelites are supposed to be moment by moment with Yahweh and Yahshua and not on the world. We're supposed to reject this world. But our people have been engulfed by it like a, like a whirlwind sucked down into the maelstrom. And they actually think this is good. Well, yeah, it's exciting to be, be on a roller coaster ride. But this roller coaster ride, you, you don't, you're not allowed to get off. And it begins to get very uncomfortable when you can't get off the roller coaster. And eventually that roller coaster crashes. That's where we're at, folks. So we see that uh, Cedar Van Rensburg has a lot going for him as a prophet. And there's no doubt that he's a prophet of Yahweh and a boar who tried to warn his people about things to come. Again, in fact, those generals that, uh, that Van Rensburg advised, the two camps, those who believed him, took him seriously and prospered, those who rejected him did not prosper. All of Yahweh's prophets have told us to obey Torah, love one another, and then things would turn out right. But as long as we do the opposite, then nothing good will come of it. And Yahweh has to intervene and chastise his people from time to time. To save his remnant, otherwise we'd be overwhelmed by traitors ourselves. So keep praying to Yahweh for protection. Have his pray to Yahweh that he sends his angels of protection to you over your property, over your loved ones, so they are not caught in the maelstrom. And by all means, do not participate with Mystery Babylon. Get out, come out of her, my people. Okay, folks. We'll pick this up next week, hopefully, with Pastor Martins. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. And we're going to listen to this fantastic song. <laughs> 